Happy Hump Day, y'all. This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief for Wednesday. I'm up to bat this time for the water boy. I'm going to start the exact same way as I started yesterday and the day before. The early bird pricing for our conference ends on June 30th. So, uh, that's this Thursday for those keeping track. This year, our national conference in Knoxville, Tennessee is October 6th through the 8th. The theme of this year's conference is lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the serrated edge. Satan is the father of lies, and the mother of those lies is a government who has rejected God. We have especially been lied to these last two years, and the COVID panic has been one of the central mechanisms that our government has used to lie to us and to grab more power. Because Christians have not been reading their Bibles, we are susceptible to lies and weak in our ability to fight these lies. God has given us his word to fight Satan and his lies, and we need to cover, recover all of God's word and its serrated edge and all. So mark your calendars, October 6th through the 8th, as we fight, laugh, and feast with fellowship, beer, and psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, hanging with our awesome vendors, meeting new friends, and more. Again, early bird tickets are available now, and they're going to be gone before you know it, this Thursday. So sign up now at flfnetwork.com. If you want the extra, that's slash Knoxville 2022, and save you and your family some extra cash here by signing up now. So, on to the news. Louisiana and Utah trigger laws banning abortions have been temporarily blocked by courts. Lovely. This is from NBC News. So yesterday on CrossPolitik, the guys discussed how federal lands could be used to host abortion clinics, according to Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra. That's the same guy who believes he should be able to take your kids away if you don't let them go through the maiming of a sex change if they want it. Lovely. Judges in Louisiana and Utah on Monday temporarily blocked prohibitions on abortion in their states following last week's U.S. Supreme Court ruling that ends a national right to the murder. I mean, procedure. That's what they wrote. The high court on Friday overturned Roe v. Wade, which for nearly 50 years had granted women a right to abortions. More than a dozen states set so-called trigger laws to take immediate effect, banning or severely limiting abortions in the event Roe v. Wade was overturned. Trigger laws were also being challenged in Arizona, Idaho, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Texas. A state judge in Louisiana issued a temporary restraining order Monday barring the state from enforcing its ban, leading to the immediate resumption of the procedure. Orleans, Orleans Parish Civil District Judge Robin Garuso granted the request of Plaintiff's Hope Medical Group for Women and Medical Students for Choice. Hours later, Utah 3rd District Judge Andrew Stone halted the state's trigger law, effective immediately under a 14-day temporary restraining order requested by the Planned Parenthood Association of Utah. There is irreparable harm that has been shown, Stone said in granting the order. Affected women are deprived of safe local medical treatments to terminate pregnancies, end quote. That was, that was the judge, Stone. Disgusting. Planned Parenthood lawyer Julie Murray argued that because patients had access to abortion for five decades, halting the procedure with such short notice and reverberating impacts for Utah women. Oh, it had reverberating impacts for Utah women. The nonprofit organization facilities in Utah had more than 55 patients scheduled for abortion appointments this week, it said in its emergency request Saturday for a temporary restraining order. That's heartbreaking. Utah Solicitor General Tyler Green argued that nothing in the state's constitution specifically protects a right to abortion 
and that the interest of the unborn weighs as heavily as the harm to would-be patients under prohibition. Provides in, providers in Louisiana stopped performing abortions on Friday, unsure of the legality of the practice because of the vagueness of the bill, reproductive rights groups said. Attorney General Jeff Landry and said Monday that his office will go to court to support the abortion ban, which he said was enacted by the people of Louisiana. Quote, we are fully prepared to defend these laws in our state courts, just as we have in our federal courts, Landry said in a statement. In a statement Friday, Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards declared that he is unabashedly pro-life and opposed to abortion, but... But, there's the but, he said he is seeking changes to Louisiana's trigger law, first put in place in 2006, because it has no exceptions for rape and incest. Oh, there, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, so there's the but. What a coward. As I have said many times before, I believe women who are survivors of rape and incest should be able to uh, take out the sins of their father on the innocent, whether to continue with the pregnancy that is the result of a criminal act. They should be able to determine that, Edwards said Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be praying for our nation because the devil and his minions are still at work. We need to keep fighting and taking ground. We now shift our eyes to the Lone Star State as Austin City Council members propose local resolution to decriminalize killing a child. This is from the TexasScorecard.com. After the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last week, allowing states to outlaw the practice of dismembering, poisoning, or using any other means to kill a baby in the womb, the Democrat-run Austin City Council wants to retaliate. Of course they do. Council members Vanessa Fuentes and Jose Chito Vela have proposed the Guarding the Right to Abortion Care for Everyone, otherwise known as GRACE Act, a resolution aiming to effectively decriminalize abortion in Austin. The document recommends the Austin Police Department not store reports of soon-to-be illegal abortions, give related information to other government agencies, nor investigate the business exterminating the pre-born children. Disgusting. Ironically, the resolution refuses to recognize women instead of labeling them. Instead, they label them as pregnant people. So we don't even know what a woman is, but I digress. We've apparently set them back 50 years. Texas has a coming state law to be activated within 30 days to ban abortion practice statewide, and similar existing laws were already on the books before the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision. However, district attorneys across Texas and the Austin City Council are trying to find ways to avoid enforcing the upcoming ban. It is not over yet. Moving on, let's keep it in the Lone Star State. KJP, that's Biden's press secretary, her, her abbreviation, on San Antonio border. It's a fact that the border is closed. Yeah, well, fact checkers, start your engines, or at least those fact checkers who still check facts on claims made by government officials, who seem to be a dying breed these days since Trump is in an office. After the deaths of at least 46 illegal immigrants in San Antonio, Texas, the worst human trafficking disaster in recent memory, Governor Greg Abbott blamed Joe Biden and the 17th-month border crisis that is still raging in his state and others along the border. The official response from the White House is... Border crisis, you say? 
What border crisis? Uh, but the fact of the matter is the border is closed, uh, which is in part why you see people trying uh, to make this dangerous journey using smuggling networks. It is not a fact that the border is closed, and it's not a fact that it this smuggling attempt proves it. We'll get to both in a moment, but this is one strategy of many for breaching the border. And in this case, it worked. The truck got through the border, didn't it? How did that happen? The ongoing crisis at the U.S.-Mexico international border continues to worsen. Evidence from U.S. Customs and Border Protection, or CBP, recent data release shows that Border Patrol encountered the highest number of illegal immigrants this past May compared to previous months. Agents working along the southern border encountered 239,416 illegal immigrants, a historic record. To accommodate the staggering number, CBP had to increase the y-axis on its line graph detailing border encounters. This is the second time this has happened during Joe Biden's presidency. Out of the over 200,000 migrants who illegally crossed the border, 100,699 of them were removed from the U.S. under Title 42. Over 177,000 people encountered by Border Patrol were first-time crossers, a 15% jump compared to April. And that was just April! Unbelievable! A couple of weeks before that, Julio, the reporter who's been covering this uh, and wrote this, noted that the recent wave has been fueled in part by Biden's effort to end pandemic-related Title 42 enforcement at the border. A judge forced the administration to keep it in place. But word hasn't gotten to the wave of migrants hoping to take advantage of the opening. While many have decided not to illegally cross at this time, other groups of people have decided, since they've made it this far in their, in their journey, they'll make the final step and illegally enter the United States. In late afternoon, Border Patrol was processing a large group that turned themselves in. So, I ask you guys, does that sound like the border is closed? And that it's a fact? Or does it sound more like Biden and his team keep signaling a reluctance to enforce border security and a desire to allow people to flood across the, into the U.S., a.k.a. future voters, as, you know, elections are coming up? I digress. Moving on. Do you have a podcast or are thinking about starting one? Does your church have a podcast feed for sermons? Then dropwave.io is for you. Cancel culture is like walking on a thin glass bridge over the Grand Canyon. Every step could get you killed. I mean, canceled. Yeah, that's what it says. Since the beginning, CrossPolitik has been working on being anti-fragile. So no matter what happens, our content can still be delivered to your TV and to your podcast. I mean, heck, we've been canceled on YouTube numerous times. You guys have been following that along. This past year, the Waterboy and his friend Jeremy have been working on building a podcast hosting solution for rowdy platforms like CrossPolitik so that you can be confident your podcast will never fall through that glass bridge. Dropwave offers seamless onboarding for shows that have been around for years to easy-to-use solutions for starting your own podcast. Dropwave will track your show's downloads by city, state, and country, and it offers network and enterprise packages for solutions like the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Free to speak, free to podcast, free to start your journey now at www.dropwave.io. Again, that's www.dropwave.io. Sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell sentenced to 20 years in prison. This is according to the Post Millennial. Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison on Tuesday for her role in aiding former prolific sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein in abusing young girls. She faced a maximum sentence of up to 80 years. 
Maxwell was convicted in December of recruiting and trafficking four teenage girls for sexual abuse by her then-boyfriend, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein's life famously ended, as I'm sure you all know, under suspicious circumstances in a New York prison after being placed on suicide watch. He never faced trial. According to the New York Post, Maxwell's lawyer, Bobby Stremheim, said Saturday that Ghislaine Maxwell is on suicide watch but isn't really suicidal. Stremheim claims Maxwell was put in solitary confinement on placed suicide watch without justification, adding she is not suicidal. So it's going to be interesting to see if she makes it. He adds that Maxwell's June 28th sentencing, where she will face the possibility of up to 55 years in prison, may need to be delayed. So that's that's a terrible situation all around, but it's going to be interesting to see if she somehow just kicks the bucket randomly. That's going to do it for this cross-politic daily news brief. If you liked the show, hit that share button for me, will you? If you want to become a club member, sign up for our conference, or get a magazine subscription, you can find all of that at flfnetwork.com. And as always, if you want to talk about corporate partnerships with CrossPolitik, let's talk. Email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless. <laughs>